0: interviewed from the modern man approach of uh, clinical psychology and psychoanalysis. So have something nice to drink next to you, maybe a cup of tea, have a seat, or go out for a nice walk in nature. Enjoy. In this episode that focuses on Ayurveda, I want to continue our discussion from last week on eating habits, and I want to start from the base. So, in Ayurveda, the main focus is very often looked upon as what we eat, right? As if Ayurveda was just a question of food, but actually it is Less the idea of what we eat and more the idea of what happens with what we eat. Because actually, really the main focus in Ayurveda is our metabolism. Or I could also narrow it down to saying it all comes down to two things. Agni and Ama. Now, what does that mean? Agni in Sanskrit is fire. And Ama is toxins, if you will. We can translate it into that. And it really becomes a quite simple equation if we integrate the fact that any mechanism that functions properly has a clean flow, let's say, of energy. And our capacity to deal with toxins will depend on how we metabolize those toxins. It's as if the human body has its engine that allowed for the fuel to be used, optimized, and therefore making the structure, the body, the car, if you will, function in its most optimal way if you have a car and you want to make sure that that car functions well without having to take it to the mechanics you will first of all put the type of fuel into it that it was made for right so do you put diesel or do you put um, gas benzene into Your car, first of all, and then you choose the best version of it, depending on what your car needs, so that the engine will get the nourishment that it needs in order to function. And it's the same thing with the human body. We take in our fuel, which is narrowed down into food very often, but actually it's energy. We take in energy, our body needs energy in order to function. And how much energy your body needs in order to stay alive will depend on your metabolic rate. And so that energetic amount is really how big of an intake of calories our organism needs in order to function. That is our energy. Our body's metabolism is something that governs how food is consumed and then converted into energy. So when the Ayurvedic doctors speak of Agni, which means fire, and your personal Agni, they're not being poetic and they're not thinking that you have an actual fire in your system. We're on the molecular level, which means that that element that we know as fire translates in our own bodies into the enzymes and the acidic the acids sorry that transforms the calories into energy fire in itself is heat therefore fire has this amazing characteristic of transformation combustion. So if you imagine that your fire is functioning properly, then anything that comes in as in energetic form will be absorbed into your engine, into your agni, into your metabolism, and then transformed into energy for all the parts of the body to function properly. And if it's a really good quality of digestive fire, of metabolism, it uses the energy so well that there's almost nothing left, that it can use all this energy. And then there's a very, very small amount that is kind of pushed away as being waste, right? And that waste is then being processed out of the body so that it doesn't accumulate into something toxic. And that is what we call the Ama, right? the waste. This is the reason that in the morning when we wake up, we need to go to the bathroom and we have, we urinate, we have a bowel movement and you might even notice that you have a coating on your tongue, you might even have some goo in your eyes. So there's a certain amount of waste products that you notice yourself when you wake up in the morning has been pushed out of the internal system and that you get rid of so that you start afresh again. A really good way to use a metaphor for this is in your house, when you clean your house you put the waste products into a bin whether it's the waste products of cooking in the kitchen or cleaning out from the house in terms of dust and whatnot, right? And then once you've cleaned the house, you put those bins out into the alley, right? Out into the the street, <laughs> wherever. And then, obviously, you will need to get rid of that as well, because anyone who's been in a situation where, let's say, the um, garbage companies, people, decide to go on strike, have noticed as well that just after a couple of days of that strike, that waste begins to accumulate all around in the city. And begins to actually cause issues such as smell and insects, mold, all kinds of things. So it doesn't suffice with just cleaning out your house and putting the bins outside of the house. If those bins are not being taken care of, it will begin to fester and become toxic. And that's exactly what happens with you and your own body as well. You want to have a clean flow, a clear flow of the energetic use in your body so that you don't accumulate these waste and have them become toxic. My apologies for interrupting the episode for just one minute. I want to let you know that even though the enrollment is now closed for Nourish Balance Thrive for this round, it is always open for the coming ones. So you can be on the wait list by simply sending me an email or contacting me on Instagram. You find all the details in the show notes of this episode you can always at any time also get in touch with me for questions and more so for working with me privately one-on-one sessions whether this is on a therapeutic level from the clinical psychology perspective or from the ayurvedic perspective as well now back to the episode this is why metabolism is key in Ayurveda and it is also why metabolism is our main focus when it comes to staying healthy because your capacity of your immune system relies fully on this. I've spoken about inflammation for instance in the past and The reason that a body accumulates inflammation so that it becomes chronic when it begins as inflammation and then it stays and it starts to spread and then it becomes chronic because it stays, it is when the body reads what is going on inside as intrusion and tries to fight it off. As that happens, over time, all the defenses of the body get exhausted because they're trying to fight an intruder. And this is why, after a while, we begin to see a depletion of the system in parts of the body that wouldn't be necessarily linked to where the inflammation started, such as skin quality, hair, nails, just an overall fatigue, for instance. Because basically all the cells of the body that are occupied with you know, keeping healthy hair and skin and whatever have sent their forces towards where the inflammation is, So that at some point, well, they're not taking care of what their main focus is anymore. And when that happens, the whole system is weakened and therefore intrusion intrusion from different kinds of bacteria and such becomes much um, more difficult to, to deal with. And all along if we did not have our strong engine functioning properly, well, our fuel is not being used. And this is why the immunity goes down. So if we can focus our work of health onto how our metabolism functions, then basically we're assuring ourselves a strong and healthy body. And just even look at what we find attractive in another human being, even on an unconscious level, right? Even even that we are not aware of. It will be signs of a strong immunity, which means it will be signs of a strong metabolism. A healthy body that holds itself up, Glowing, beautiful skin, brightly shining eyes. All of these things are what we are drawn towards. Even if we would just look at the pita dosha inside of people, so pita being fire, right, in the doshas. When we see a healthy, glowing pita in a person, We're attracted towards it, because what that is, is warmth, charisma, a capacity to capture people's attention, the light in someone's eyes. It's that, you know, that person has something that just attracts the eye. The same way that when we see a fire... When we see light out in nature, naturally our eyes are drawn towards it. All right, so now that hopefully I've gotten your attention on why that is so important, we could then begin to see, well, why would it not function properly constantly? And there's no reason in nature that it wouldn't function properly and wonderfully. If we look at animals once again, that does not tend to be an issue for them because they just do exactly that. They take in energy. They allow for their digestive system to process it. They get rid of the waste. And then they start again. And they will not eat something that is not what they're supposed to be eating. So many animals are either vegetarian or carnivore, right? And it wouldn't even occur to eat something else than what they're supposed to be eating. We have this advantage as human beings to be omnivore, to be able to eat basically anything And to also eat kind of according to what we feel like. And I guess that's one of the reasons that this is a difficulty for us. But it wasn't a difficulty at some point. It became one. When we look at the populations in the world that seem to have a really good metabolic rate or a really strong metabolism, we can see that there's some characteristics about them that they share. So the scientists, the researchers, call these populations the blue zones. There's a few of them around in the world, right, that they've looked at where they can see common traits And one of the common traits is that they do not exclude anything really when it comes to what they eat, but they do not put the emphasis on, for instance, animal products the way that we have been doing ever since we've industrialized food. So they will eat animal products, yes, but of a quality kind, and also very little. And they will definitely eat much, much more vegetables and fibers, right? Plant fiber will definitely be what they base their diet on very much. They will also tend to eat in a certain way, and they will tend to eat accompanied with other people, for instance, which means that there will be this, like, relaxed ambience around mealtime. And they will have natural moments of fasting during the year. Those are just some of the common traits, right? And what they've noticed is that these people live longer. So this is, of course, a proof in itself that... Our metabolism is directly linked to our immunity, which is, of course, what we need to focus on for longevity. And Ayurveda focuses on longevity. It's the main reason for any of the practices, any of the recommendations in Ayurveda. It's longevity, living a long, healthy life. I am so grateful that you have chosen to give me some time of your day to listen to this episode. Now, this is all done on my free time. There's no money involved in this podcast. So if you would like to support me somehow, I would love for that to happen. And you could do that by simply rating and reviewing so what that means is that if you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can simply give me five stars review and you can give me a commentary, obviously, if you feel that it deserves it. Once again, thank you so much and enjoy the listening. Now, I know that I've promised to speak about emotional eating and that up until now in this Ayurvedic episode. I haven't even mentioned that. And I will, but I wanted to let this be the base that we start from as you begin to look into your own eating habits. So as I start to go towards the end of this episode, I want to state a couple of things. I've said that how much energy a person needs to be alive will be the metabolic rate of a person, right? And that you need a certain amount of calories per day and that amount of calories is completely unique depending on your metabolism. So from the Ayurvedic perspective, depending on the ratio of the three doshas inside of you, that is your body's capacity to transform the food that you consume the energy that comes in from actually all your sense organs and convert that into energy for your body and this rate will be influenced by two things the external and the internal the macro influences and the micro influences the macro is The entire external environment, the weather, the climate, all the external reasons, the altitude, for instance, that you are on, the frequency of sun and moon, so day and night, winter, summer. Actually, the ancient traditions says that during solar eclipses, for instance, you should not go out or you should not eat. Because it has such a strong effect on your metabolism. And it's the same for the waxing moon or the full moon. Which is why, of course, there's a lot of rituals around full moons and the cycle of the moon and the cycle of the sun. It's the collective outside of you that affects you. And then there's the micro-influences. So that's the things inside of you that you can more control. Such a thing as your emotional state. Have you ever noticed that when you're in love, it's as if you don't need any food, right? You don't even want to eat, you don't think about eating, you're so happy, your pupils change, right? And in that moment, your metabolism is different as well. When you're angry, you will feel that acid in the stomach. So your emotions influence your metabolic rate and this rate therefore is constantly moving certain emotions will increase the rate and some will dull and lower the rate so whatever is going on in the network of intelligence that is your organism and the outer network of intelligence the universe will always express itself through your metabolic rate how much energy you need this is of course why we see that certain spiritual practitioners when they come to a certain level of practice don't need to eat so much anymore you can sit for days in meditation because they've learned how to control The metabolic rate. And they've purified their system in such a way that the light that comes in through their eyes from the sun, the energy that comes in from any of the elements and through your sense organs, is already optimized so much that the organism functions. If you're worried and anxious, all that energy will, of course, go towards that because that is demanding a lot of energy. You know this, in moments where there's something that's bothering you, you feel more tired. When we're trying to suppress emotions, things that we don't deal with, whether it's worry or anger, we feel more tired. And when we finally let go of something, when we find the solution to something, it, there's this boost of energy. When our metabolic capacity is not optimized, we notice this in indigestion or incapacity to digest certain foods. And we take supplements and this and this and that, right? And it's as if our body is not absorbing them. And where we've gone wrong with this is that most of the time, and this I see this all the time, people think that it's due to what they've put inside them, the food, the supplement, that wasn't of a good quality. But actually, hopefully now you can see that it's much more a question of your body's capacity to absorb it, to use it properly. So it's not that there is something inherently bad with gluten or grains or whatnot. It's the fact that your metabolic capacity is maybe weakened so that you're not capable of digesting it. So instead of excluding all these things, what you want to do is to increase your capacity to metabolize. And the one thing that definitely destroys our capacity to metabolize is overeating which is where I will leave you for this time. Because overeating, therefore, becomes an issue in our overall health. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast and this episode. I am very grateful. If you enjoyed this, and you think that other people could enjoy this, please help me to spread the word. Share this episode on any channel that you have of social media or messaging. And even more so, I would really appreciate if you know one other person who might benefit from my words today specifically. Take that one minute it takes to simply share this episode with one person. Remember that there's a human being on the other side of your phone of your ear pods of this microphone and i would love to hear your thoughts on what i've been talking about so please leave a comment send me a message directly if you wish this is charlotte this is me see you next time namaste